Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Razabani for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Delighted to be joined on this very sunny day. Mr. Dave Kowa. Dave, firstly, uh, how are we doing? How's the family? Not too bad, thank you very much. Um, it's a happy day today, isn't it? People are opening up businesses, shops and things like that are open. People can start, you know, hopefully cracking on a little bit and let's get it all open. Let's get, get, let's get life back to normal. So, And the sun's shining, so it makes things so much better. It just seems a better day today. You know, new, new page, new chapter. So let's go. I know over the last 10, 11, 12 months, we've spoken numerous times about life, public, people, what's going on. Mm. But, you know, obviously just want to give a big shout out to all those businesses that have been closed and, mm. and been up to then. Hopefully they can get back to a bit of normality. It may not happen straight away, but we wish them obviously all the best to, to succeed and, and carry on providing for the communities and their families. Yeah, 100%, 100%. It's been a very, very, very tough time for a lot of people. And unfortunately, a lot of businesses haven't survived, you know, um, people I know of that, that have lost their businesses. But hopefully, once things get back to normal, people can get back on the ladder and, and, and you know, recreate something that, that, that once had if they've lost it now, do you know what I mean? So fingers crossed. Absolutely. Dave, I just want to go back to the weekend. We saw another great card of boxing um, promoted by Eddie Hand and Matchroom. Conor Ben putting a devastating performance and sending a, a huge statement out. Um, firstly, did you expect him to to finish off Samuel in, in round one? No, no chance. I thought that was going to be a tough fight. I'll be honest, I thought he was going to win it, but I wouldn't have been shocked if if he'd have struggled. Um, I thought it would. I thought it would win it on points. I thought maybe he might have stopped him late, but I thought. If he stops him, it's going to be a great statement. I thought it would be a statement if he stopped him. I certainly didn't expect him to go out there and just blow him away like that. Um, he just got his timing on that jab straight away, let his punches go. Accuracy was unbelievable. The snapping the shots was 
brilliant. And he caught Vargas right, bounced his head around and, and you know, and, and got the stoppage. It was a really, really good performance. Really was. Vargas did an interview with Sky Sports later on. He said, listen, I haven't even had a shower. I'm, I'm going back home. Uh, like, the fight shouldn't have been stopped. He said we were kind of just working each other out. Obviously, that wasn't the case because it looked like he was quite hurt. But knowing how Vargas is as a fighter, someone who takes yeah. punches and gives punches, um, standing count maybe referee could have given. But there's no stand. There's no standing count in there. Uh, the ropes. It wasn't the ropes that kept him up. I think there was a there was a, a camera angle that we saw on TV that was kind of similar to what the ref's angle was. I think the ref's at this angle and we're, we're looking at their ref stood there. And you see the uppercut when he's on the ropes and as he gets hit with the uppercut, his eyes sort of like go vacant, almost like to the back of his head sort of thing as he sags. We've seen before where that same sort of shot where you've seen him sag as the head bounces back and the ref's not dived in and they've been cleaned out badly and we've all jumped up and out and said, should have stopped the fight. Should he, sh he didn't need to take those last two punches or whatever. We've seen that. So when the ref's seen that viewpoint and his head bounces back and the eyes, it looked bad. So it did look like it was going to go in. I know as soon as he stopped him, then Vargas is like, woke up sort of thing. Or, you know, he's, he's all right and he, he, he wants to carry on as such. But he didn't put up too much of an argument in the ring, um, I, I don't. It's it's, it's a difficult thing, isn't it? I I think from that ref's viewpoint, from that camera angle that we saw, I agreed with the stoppage. But I understand how people can say mm, a little bit stop, a little bit prematurely. But like I said, they're almost like in a no-win situation where if he'd you know if he'd have kept it going and he would have then got cleaned out, then it's like whoa, you know. So. Um, it's very difficult in boxing, isn't it? Because sometimes the shot that Tyson Fury gets it with against Deontay Wilder, nine times out of ten, ref just stands over the guy and just waves his hands off and waves the fight off. But he carries on counting and Tyson's motionless like that. You'd be looking at saying, what are you counting for? You know? But then he bounces up and the rest is history. But you've got to... You, the referees have kind of got to make a call in that moment, specifically how they see it, how they feel what they're seeing and I couldn't I couldn't knock the ref for that to be honest but I can understand the, the other viewpoint as well so did we learn did we learn anything new about Connor? no no so this is where it's very very dangerous when you know when you're developing a fighter in my opinion you're developing a fighter this is his test this is the test where you feel that because Vargas's experience has been with Khan of all these other fighters and his experience and his toughness and his work rate will come on down the line and things like that. You think, oh, this could be a tough fight. All these questions that you feel are going to be asked of Connor, he beats him to it. He gets, his, he gets his shots in first before he's even asked those questions. So, or, again, it's only my opinion. And for, if I was thinking about one of my fighters, then those questions aren't being asked that experience not being taken from Vargas, being in that ring is not being taken. It just so happens that, that Conor Ben got his shots off first, was so accurate, so spiteful, and he looked so good in what he did, but he's still not experienced 
what we thought or what or what his team by picking Vargas would have hoped he'd experience before he steps up to the next level. So he's still, for me, experience-wise, still the same fighter that he went in before that fight. Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, so for that reason, I would still want him to have another fight of that like, same sort of opponent, same sort of questions that you would expect him to ask, you know, tough, rugged, you know, can take a shot, um, you know, gonna gonna hit him back, gonna gonna drag him into the trenches a little bit, but be a little bit smart, be a little bit cool. I don't know. Um, because they're talking, you know, I heard a couple of people talking about Porter. I don't know if it, I thought I think Johnny Nelson mentioned Porter and people like that. There's a big jump. Well, Johnny, That's a big jump. Johnny said he beat Sean Porter today. You see, I, listen, I, I got a lot of time for Johnny and, 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 and I like Johnny, but every so often he comes out with statements that I just look at, whoa, okay. And for me, that's a big jump. That is a big jump. It's boxing. So you can't say, oh, he's not going to beat Sean Porter. What I would say is that is a massive jump. It's a big statement to turn around and say, he beat Sean Porter. But we all do it. If you if if you believe in your fighter, you believe in your fighter. You know, I I I believe that Bellew could beat Usyk. You know, he didn't, but I believe that Bellew could beat David Ayer. A lot of people thought we were talking shit, but he did. So you're gonna you're gonna back your man, but you also have to understand what's what's there, and and I don't feel as though Conor Ben yet has had that experience yet at that level there's a big jump between a Vargas and a Sean Porter and yes Sean Porter's got miles on his clock but he's still a very good fighter still a really good fighter still one of the one of the games one of the division's top fighters and even on a bad night it gives fighters hell you know um so it's a very very big jump into the unknown as far as what has you know has kind of learned enough to go into that into that kind of fight. So when Johnny says he beats him tomorrow or today or whatever, um, I think steady on a little bit, you know, it's, it, but that's Johnny's opinion. We've all got opinions, you know, I just don't happen to agree with that one. Um, I think that's, that one's a little bit too soon. Uh, there are other fights out there for him that I think are great fights. Do you know what? He's called out Amir Khan. I would actually like to see that fight. And I don't think that's a bad fight for him because Khan's not the Khan that he was. Um, and it'd be interesting to see how, and he's got nothing to lose in that fight either. Um, but I feel as though I feel as though he, that could be a you know that could be a really good fight for him. Another fight that I think is a really good fight for him for his development to see you know fighting somebody that's tough, somebody that's obviously durable that will keep on coming, somebody that can punch, somebody that knows how to ride out those bad moments. Avenisian for the European, that's a great fight. You know, that is a great fight. So them kind of fights I wouldn't have a problem with. But I still think before, if he'd have had the rounds and experienced a little bit out of Vargas, then yes, Avenisian next. Because he's got through that stage. Having that sort of fight. It's still, it's still, I don't know if I'm explaining it well. It's all right fighting these guys that you think they'll give you a test, but if you blow them away easily, you're not experienced 
those moments that I think that you need to experience before you go into that tough sort of fight, that, you know, that kind of fight that you, you're going to, that you're going to get at that level, because there's kids that are, that can give you a tough fight, a tough physical fight and, and ask questions of you as you're coming through, but they don't have that top level knowledge in the ring. So when they make you, they maybe hurt you. They have a little bit, you're running out of gas a little bit. They don't, the top guys don't let you off the hook. Whereas the guys that aren't on that level, they have their moments, but then those moments go and you can ride that. And that is where it's important for a young fighter to come to learn have those questions. It's all right to get hurt. You've seen him before. He's been, he's been dropped, he's been hurt, but he's got through those moments. But when, you, when you're experiencing certain things of certain sort of levels, but you've, you've not had the bridges to it, then you can get that happen to you. And those guys don't, don't, don't let you off the hook. And then the wheels come off and then you get beat. And that's, that's where the danger is, is when, you, when you're developing fighters. So I would still like to see a, a Samuel Vargas type of level of opponent um, before he went in uh, against your bigger names, even before he went in against Avenici. I'm, not, I'm saying that that is a great fight, but if you're going to be calling out Sean Porter now, then fight Avenici before that, But which would be a great preparation for, for a Sean Porter type fight. But um, yeah, I do think he needs another, uh, another like fight before he goes in with Avenician or anybody, but Khan, I like the fight with Khan because we know that Khan, yes, he's a very you know, a high quality fighter, but we know he's not the fighter he was before. We know that he can get get hurt when he gets it with clean with a good shot. Um, but the same thing is, just like Conor Ben's got people shouting for him that are below him, and it's like, what do I need you for? The same thing can be said about Amir Khan, where Amir Khan's done all this. You know, yes, you know, so he, he, he's, he's not had a big win for a long time, but he's been fighting at top level against good fighters, top, top quality fighters. Does he want to, does he want to take a risk and, and fight Conor Ben, where he's really not really got much upside? If he beats Conor Ben, then it's like, well, you're Amir Khan, you should beat Conor Ben sort of thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he'd take that fight, to be honest. And I was gonna, I was gonna say that give the same example where Amir Khan obviously wants to have another fight. At least he wants to obviously bow out soon. He hasn't got much left, as he said himself. And he put his uh-huh. tweet out to say, "Look, at the age of twenty-five, I was already a world champion. Good luck to the kid." But you know, he should kind of focus on his own kind of path. But we know Amir's call out. That has- is his path. That, that is his path. Everybody, everybody in the game. It doesn't matter if if you're a if you're a novice or or a domestic champion or whatever everybody's looking to reach that next stage. But in order to reach that next stage, you need to use somebody else's standing and name that's above them to take their spot. So everybody's reaching, you know. Um, Khan, when he's fighting Canelo and people like that, he's reaching, trying to trying to take their status and, and stage. Everybody's doing the same. It's part of the sport and it's what, what happens, you know. It's just the case of do fighters, you know, that are up there, do they want to take take that fight do they feel that it's you know worth it to them do they feel it's that easy where they think it's easy money or what you know what do they what do they what's their motivation for taking that fight and if the motivation's there then they then they take the fights if not they just turn around and say I don't need you see you later Dave has Connor also proven because you know there's a lot of pressure sometimes from media 
also social media are about fighters. They want to see fighters jump straight in the deep end and, and take those big fights. Mm-hmm. Corner has developed and has improved massively since he turned. Massive. You know, he's had, what, 17, 18 odd fights now. You know, fighters need to understand that you don't need to have eight, nine fights and, and start fighting for world titles or European titles. Take your time. You're, if you're young, you've got time uh, and progress slowly because eventually you'll, you'll get to those big names. I don't think you can doubt his work ethic and his desire and his determination. And I, I rate him. I love his attitude. I'm a massive Conor Ben fan. Um, but he, he's been guided really well, you know. Um, Tony Sims in the gym, that, the job that he's done with him in developing, when you look at how raw he was and how every outing that, that, he, that he's having, he's improving, he's improving. You know, he has a tough fight. He has... And, and then you see how much he learns and he develops from it. Um, the work that's going on in the gym there, you, we're seeing the fruits of it in, in, on fight night. But then the management side of things, the way that they bring him through the right right opponents, they're ticking all the boxes, doing a great job on him. And he's only 24. So there's still no rush yet to take the leap without the bridging fight. As, like I said, Vargas on paper, yes, he passed that test. But he wasn't tested in it as a test. So I still feel he needs that kind of fight. Not for, not for us to be able to say, oh, yes, he's capable of doing this. For him, for his, for, for his experience, for his, his knowledge in the ring on fight night, that's what you're soaking up by fighting these guys. And, and so, you know, I, I think he's been brought on a, 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 a very good rate. You know, I think they've done a great job. It's just that temptation. Now, when you start blowing out a big, well, it's that statement win, whoa, you can just all of a sudden take that step a little bit too too quickly uh, or a little bit too uh, too large a step. Um, and, you know, uh, and and then not the wheels come, because if, if he gets beat, it's not the end of the world. Um, because I'm sure a lot of people thought it had been beat already by now anyway. Um, but, and he's the kind of kid that I think that if he gets beat, you'd learn from it anyway and just come back better. Um, he's handled the pressure and everything of being Nigel's son and all that. I think he handles it, everything really, really well. He's, he's got such a great mentality um, that whatever comes at him, I think up here, he, he'll, he'll always handle it. That's not, a, that's not an issue. So it's just about how they want to, you know, if they just want to roll the dice and, and, and see and then see what, you know, if, if, if it doesn't come off, all right, see what, what we need to work on and then they come back again. Or, um, you know, I don't know. I think he could be a superstar if he's, if he's developed, it carried on to be developed at the right sort of pace. But, but for me, just, just not yet. He's 24 years old. He's 24. How, how good is this kid going to be in another year's time with those right fights? And then he goes in against, you know, you know, your porters and people like that in a, in, a, in a year's time, you know, get that fight out of the way where you're going to have the, 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 the test um, and then fight an Avenician and then you come through that and then you fight a porter and, you know, that's that sort of, they're, sort, they're the sort of steps I would think of. But again, it's only in my opinion and, and I've, I've got nothing to do with them. So it's irrelevant really, isn't it? Dave, who would have thought 20 years ago we would have, we would see the son of, Nigel Ben, the son of uh, Chris Eubank, mad. The, the son of Ricky Hatton, and potentially the sons of Prince Nassim Hamid as well. So, it's fantastic. crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. It, mean, it, means that, it means that we're getting old, mate. It means <laughs> we're getting old. When, 
when you think that that I remember Nigel Ben when he was coming through, and you know way before he fought you, you Michael Watson and and people like that, when he was coming through and he was he was raw. I remember that. I remember um, obviously I was there for for Nasr's debut and coming through, and when you then you and Ricky Atten, and then you see that their kids are now. Campbell's made his debut, but Conor Ben's like 17, 18 fights in and we're talking about him, you know, breaking into world ratings and things like that. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It really is. Uh, Dave, I'll end on this. Uh, I know we've spoken about AJ Fury a lot over the last year or so. It, it looks like it's getting nearer. Both fighters are putting posts out on social media. Fury's saying, you know, we've, we've, received, some, we've received some deals. AJ put something out yesterday as well. Um, Eddie's spoken about it now as well. So it looks like the next two weeks are going to be crucial if this fight's going to be made, considering the time frame that's left now for July. Yeah. Um, it's exciting, isn't it? It's exciting that, that the fighters have started talking. I mean, you, you, you kind of like don't know which way it's going when you know, one minute you're hearing from, from the Fury side that, you know, it sounds like it's not happening, and then next minute it is. I'll I'll believe it when it happens, and when it's signed, sealed, venue, date, everything, then I'll believe it. But it's exciting because it sounds like it's very very close. It sounds like it's real close, especially now. Both fighters in the last you know day or so have put out tweets saying that they've received offers now. Um, that's good. That's good. And I can't see why this fight can't happen now. If, if if all parties want the fight to happen, the fight will happen, regardless of how, how long's left and it's, the clock's ticking down and things like that. It'll happen um, if they want it to happen. And that's, you know, and then we can then we can talk about it, then we can speculate about who's gonna win and all that sort of stuff. But right now, let's let them just get on with it and let them just just get it over that line because you know it's uh it's something that we need to see, you know, as a sport for a sport, we need to see it. Well, we we know obviously Jordan might be on that undercard because obviously Isaac Lowe and Jordan don't don't know. Listen, it depends if if Isaac Lowe um would be interested in that fight. He is another one where sometimes he's on his socials, he's calling him out, calling him a pussy, and telling him there's this, is that, and other and shit. But then next breath he's saying that he don't need him and he's going to go his route and. I don't know. I don't know. Um, we want the fight. We take the fight. We 100% Jordan wants the fight. We don't care. We'll take the fight. So if the fight don't happen, it's because Isaac Lowe and, and his management don't want it to happen. So it is what it is. Okay. Thank you, Dave, for giving me a few moments of your time on, on Monday. Night. Cheers, Matt. On, uh, and I'm sure we'll catch up uh, Yeah, in due course. Cheers, Matt. Thanks a lot. Dave Cowell, IFL TV. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.